Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. We strive to create a place where women can come together to talk, grow, be refreshed, and renewed as we navigate life's hurdles. Inside this podcast series, we discuss shaping our identity, where we provide tools for conquering life's waves. Let's dive in. Welcome to our recap show. As stated in our first podcast of this series, I indicated that we will have a repeat show to allow us to continue to chew on the information shared. I'm going to provide the tools and tips up front. Therefore, when you're listening to the highlight, you can think through and and process that information. Let's dive in. In the episode, We We All Want Peace, I highlighted the attributes of Christ and him being the source of our peace. If you've been with us from the beginning of this series, you may remember the challenge provided to see ourselves through the eyes of God. I did not forget about this challenge. How are you doing in it? Well, from building from that episode, we discuss the revelation of God. This week, or in our peace series, we talked about in his revelation, God provides deliverance and peace through his son. I have to admit, sometimes it's easy for me to focus on God. God, God, God. Thus, our first tool in our healing process was to understand where we're at and having or having an accurate understanding of ourselves while knowing that God is beside us. But did you know that while God is with us, he fulfills his promises through his son? (laughs) You may say to yourself, duh, Kimir, that's a given. Okay, sorry, sorry for stating the obvious. Nevertheless, the second tool in our healing process is understanding who God and Jesus are despite the pain and affliction. As you listen to the forthcoming highlight from We All Want Peace, listen closely to the attributes of Christ. Your challenge is to understand that Christ is the nourisher of his people. To deepen this understanding, this is where the little homework comes in, write out each characteristic of Jesus and how he has been this to you in your life. It may be a little difficult at first, but keep plugging away at it. As you do this assignment, you will begin to see more vividly God's blessings, but also develop a deep gratitude for what he has done and how he will continue to lead you through your healing journey. As previously stated, he will restore comfort and heal his people. 
In the Reclaiming Peace podcast, you heard from my friend Nicole. She shared her journey to God's peace. There are two items I would like to bring to your attention. The first item is her honesty about being frustrated with God and deflecting her, her, I'm sorry, her poor behavior on to him. I believe most of us do this when we're going through tough times. It's so easy to cry out to God and, and be mad at God because we want him to fix our lives and problems. It's understandable. But sometimes in that desperate plea, we don't necessarily take the responsibility for our own actions. And by doing that, we can continue to make decisions or do things that dig us deeper into a problem. I said it because a while ago, I was wrestling in prayer, going back here for like, oh God, are you listening, are you listening, are you listening? And as I was wrestling in prayer, I was having a hard time hearing God's voice and his direction for the path that I needed to take. Sometime later, after various events, I understood that my frustration and inability to hear God was due to my impatience and my attempts to fix my problems. I was once again taking control back. It was what I can do. I was, I'm, like I said before, I work at computers. I'm an engineering mind. And as engineers, we like to attack problems. We like to fix things. The outcome, though, was that I was moving very quickly from one poor decision to another poor decision because I thought that I would resolve my problems. I then became angry because I thought God should change the outcome of the decisions that I was making. Instead, God tapped me on the shoulder and reminded me that sometimes I just need to sit still. I'm gonna say it again. Sometimes I just need to sit still and wait on him. My issue was that I was unwilling to sit. I was not aware that he knew what I was dealing with. I didn't get it. In fact, a friend of mine said it very gently to me. Come here. Do you understand that God is crying over and with you? Her statements floored me because I was not listening to the, my own statements that I made in a previous podcast, God Hurts For Us. I made the same declaration to you guys, yet in my own drama, that understanding went by the wayside. Thus, as you learn how to be still, also remember that not everything is God's fault and we must take responsibility for our own behavior. As I state this, I'm reminded of the 12 Steps program. I think most of us have heard about the program for overcoming addictions in our lives. But steps five through 10 involves taking responsibility for our actions and seeking growth. 
And in that model, also in step 11, it identifies the importance of prayer through recovery. And in our interview with Nicole, she also emphasizes this understanding. I am grateful for Nicole's vulnerability in describing, and I mean she described, how she cried out to God. When she was gut level honest with God, she did not hold back her feelings or try to pretty things up. And she laid everything before him. And you know what? By doing so, she trusted in God despite the outcome of her prayers. Did you catch that? She trusted despite the outcome. Because no matter what, and no matter how God answers, he is still God. Okay, let's put all that together. During our healing journey, it is necessary to understand that Jesus nourishes his people. To take responsibility for our actions. And finally, to pray openly and honestly through all circumstances. By growing and deepening this understanding, we develop peace that sustains. Stay tuned for our highlights. But in Christ, this is the catch, but in Christ, he shines his light on our dark path. In his light, we're now able to reap all the benefits. Us, foreigners, getting the prize. Not only that, but we are on a team that wins and we get to thrive on that team. We get to go around with our chest puffed up and have a little bragging rights. We get to tell people at the recess, hi, we slaughtered them. Did you see that score? Look what we did. And you know what else? Even before the game starts, we get to walk on the court confidently. And that's the same as being chosen in Christ. Because of his blood, we can draw near to God confidently. We get to brag on who we are in Christ. We get to brag because now we receive God's promises. We are brought to him and thereby reconcile to him. Now, this is the part that you've been waiting for because in verse 14, see, I know all this pretense, all this pretense, Paul continues by letting us know that Christ is our peace. How exciting is that? In fact, in the Old Testament, Christ is referred to as a wonderful counselor a mighty God, eternal father, and prince of peace. Wonderful means distinguished, admirable. Counselor means to consult or provide, care for, to protect. Therefore, Jesus' care and provision for us is distinguished. It's set apart. 
No one can compare to who he is as our caregiver. But the name calling continues. Jesus is a mighty God. In this context, it means that he is our mighty hero. He saves the day, which is so true, as he is the provider of salvation. Then the scripture reads, eternal father, which means forever nourishing to the people. It concludes with prince of peace, which means ruler or leader of establishing peace or friendship with God in relation to his company. This statement brings it full circle. We have bragging rights because Christ establishes peace for us by reconciling us to God. So the girl who just walked on the team can rejoice because she is part of a group that wins, that possesses favor. Highlight. During that time period, did you find it difficult to connect with God? Were you frustrated with God? I was very frustrated. I got to the point to where I did not understand where I stood with God because I recognized my, my hypocrisy, but lacked a way out. I felt like God didn't give me a way out of that uh, because I had somehow slipped into it, I felt. And since I thought I was blindsided, I didn't think it was fair of God to expect me to be that way if he wasn't going to seek me through it. And so when I had shortcomings or I missed the mark on righteousness, I would say, well, God made me this way or God, should, God will forgive me because he should have corrected me. Um, before I had the thought or before I had the thought to say what I was going to say. And therefore, I did a lot of deflecting uh, in my marriage. And that deflection was geared toward putting it on God because it was easier that way rather than to face my own sinful nature or just me just missing the point of righteousness altogether. Mm -hmm. And for you, like, what was that turning point? where you were like, hey, I want my peace back. And what were some of the things that you went through to obtain that peace that Christ promises? Well, the, the stages are sort of like mourning the death. Um, I had to mourn the death of my personal uh, freedom that I had, I felt like attained or was entitled to me. And so therefore I, I cried, I cried a lot. Hmm. And um, some of it was self-pity. Other parts of it was just physical hurt in my heart. Uh, my heart was literally breaking inside of me and I could feel the pain in my chest as a result. And so I, I listened to other women talk about their struggles and the common denominator is uh, they were crying out to God and it wasn't just like, God help me crying out, but literally tears, screaming even, and um, lie, lying prostate, what became a thing for me. I would just be, I would end up 
start out on my knees crying and just asking God for help and for mercy. And before the prayers were over, I was just laid out crying and just begging God to make it go away and allow me to be his daughter without all the pain. And, um, and then it, uh, surrender, saying, God, whatever your will be done, let it be done. And even if it meant removing me out of the picture, I was okay with that. I just wanted to be right before God because I realized all of my dreams and my goals apparently were not in line with the way God wanted it to play out. So I was ready to give all of that up just to be back at peace. And in everything that you shared with us today, what is something that you want to leave our listeners with? I would say, in spite of yourself, God will always love you. He's never going to just drop you. Mm. And I know it's hard to remember that when you're going through the hard time, but it's true. Don't believe anything else. And always hope never give up hope that things will change well thank you what you ended with is quite profound and and with that i'm like i don't want to add anything else to it that is our hope and for our listeners please go to our website to read more about nicole's story and to get a little bit more specifics of things that she did in her journey to pursue peace nicole thank you for this time And I look forward to maybe having you back on the show. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Glad to be here. Thank you. Have a good rest of the day, my listeners.